Welcome to The Deep End, a podcast brought to you by DigitalOcean. Hey, Cody. Thanks, thanks a lot for joining Pleasure. us today. Right? And we'll, we're here to talk about your journey to build the company. Yeah. Why you started building this company, what problem you're trying to solve, uh, and some messages or advice that you have with the fellow yeah. co-founders uh, that we can share as we move along. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, thanks again for joining us. Thank right? you uh, for having me. Yeah, tell, tell, me, tell me more about your startup. What problem are you trying to solve? Sure, so I'm, I'm building a company called Avoy. Mm-hmm. It's a early stage travel startup. Um, so we aim to build a travel inspiration product that helps users find off-the-beaten-path destinations. Um, and then from there, actually make those destinations accessible by notifying them when there's flight deals, potential opportunities, relevant content, et cetera. That's, that's really cool. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm personally myself, I'm a, a big traveler too, and that's yeah. one of the problems that I always have. Like, yeah. you know, what is the next destination? Where to go to next. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I personally like to uh, connect to places, uh, people, food that yeah. are off Correct. the beaten path, right? And I've never been there before, whatnot. Learn those experiences and, you know, you know, take those story back home, right? Share with your friends and family. And it's not one of those me too moments, right? It's yeah. something unique that stays with you, right? Exactly. And it's an interesting place to be, right? Yeah, so the travel industry right now, I think, is going through some significant changes, um, particularly in the, in the expansion of air travel accessibility to newfound destinations, um, but also a changing consumer attitude towards travel. So like you said, people are not looking to go to the, the Londons and the Parises right. and check off, you know, kind of a standard list of destinations. They're looking to explore new places. And we think now is kind of the right time to introduce a product that captures all this data that mm-hmm. we now have, thanks to technology, and then we recommend these these unique places. So tell me more about how you how you go about solving that problem. Like what data that you get, like how, how's the user experience like, right? You know, if someone yeah. like me comes to your site, how do you how do you identify that this is what AJ loves? Yeah, correct. So we have a we like to have a low friction onboarding mm-hmm. process. Where the user signs up, we might ask them a couple questions about uh-huh. where they've been in the past, what they like, what their travel persona is. Mm-hmm. And then from that point, we're just gonna start recommending stuff. And when I say stuff, I mean destinations, experiences, that type of content, and then we learn from you. So it almost operates like a modern day dating app. Mm -hmm. You might save something down, you might skip something, and then based off that interaction, we'll say, okay, we start to understand what AJ likes and what AJ is currently looking for. That's awesome. So it's not it's not just a point in time uh, arrangement, right? It's something a journey that I can build along. Correct. With a with your startup or, or a problem that you're trying to solve, where, where I come in one day, express my interests, whatnot, and then sign up for a few things and see, you know, when's the right time? What are the recommendations? Correct. You know. Yeah. So our our goal is to constantly learn. Uh huh. So people change, mm-hmm. the preferences change, and you might be looking for something this August with you know a significant other and you're looking for a romantic destination, next March you might be looking for something entirely different. So we also have to adapt right, right. to what you have indicated to us and start to learn, okay, there's a consistent thread 
or consistent theme for what AJ is looking for. Perfect, perfect. It sounds like it's a problem that that serves a better purpose at scale, right? Yeah. So right. how do you how do you start with gathering the data? Yeah. And what was that journey like, right? Because initially there's yeah. there's not enough data to start with, right? Correct. So that's <laughs> that's kind of the the tricky problem most people run into. Um, so yeah, so the start was a lot of rolling up our sleeves. Mm -hmm. So we did have to do some data gathering ourselves. Uh -huh. But as you can, as I explained, as we ask users where they've been in the past, what they care about, we now start to um, collect this user-generated content that feeds right back into our models. So if you indicate to us you love this super small town in the south right. of Colombia, right. we now have this interesting data point about the small town in the south of Colombia. Mm -hmm. And we can do some curation on the top, to some light curation, and then start feeding them back into our user base to people who might think and operate in a similar fashion to you. That's awesome. So the, the, the ability to influence some of those decision making and, and, and build the experiences that are unique, that is powerful, right? Yeah. And, and, and coming to a point, you know, in, back in the days, you know, about probably five years or 10 years ago, like all these things would probably happen through word of mouth. You really Correct. have to know somebody who, who's been there, and done there. And to be there. honest, they, they still happen uh -huh. often word of mouth right now. Yeah, if yeah. you think about some of your travel experiences, Maybe someone on the subway told you yeah, a yeah. great story about a trip they took. And we would like to take that using technology and apply that at scale. So that's interesting. So what, what's your thought process around capturing those conversations and data points that happen outside the pocket, right? I mean, yeah. obviously it would be great if people would come in and fit it back to your site and give yeah. you that information. Uh, what's the vision around like capturing that sort of information? Because yeah. that's unique, right? Yeah, so, so definitely one of, one of the challenges whenever you ask someone mm -hmm. to provide data, mm -hmm. um, you have to make that experience very fun and enjoyable and also provide some value to them, mm -hmm. right? So we do have um, some features within our product that are building out your travel map. It's a fun, interactive way of visualizing where you've been, you know, seeing where your friends have been, maybe comparing, overlapping. Um, parts of the world that you've gone together or you've missed, etc. So we like to make that that experience fun uh -huh. um, and also value add. It's something you can share. Think about how many people have scratch maps at home or yeah, yeah. a map and they put pins and, That's and stuff like that. That's so me. Yeah. <laughs> we would like to bring that to a digital experience that can be transmitted you know, right. via WhatsApp, Facebook, all those. All right, 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 right. So yeah, you, you're tapping into that social effect around, right. you know, and gathering some of the data. It's a fun subject to talk about. Yeah, 100%. Like <laughs> 100%, like this, this whole notion of, you know, capturing people's curiosity yeah. and then tying that to an experience, right? There's, there's a yeah. gap, right? And this is what yeah. I believe you guys are trying to solve in that yeah, perspective. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. Can you, can you talk a little bit about the technology stack that you're using yeah. and, and how is that helping build the vision that you're going after? Yeah, correct. So on our back end, we use Postgres. Mm -hmm. um, we use Python, Django, Django REST framework. Mm -hmm. On the front, we're currently building React.js and React Native. Mm -hmm. So native for your iOS, Android applications. And then, of course, we use DigitalOcean to, uh, <laughs> to host and also for our spaces management. How has that experience been so far? It has been incredibly positive. Um, funny story, I yeah. actually worked in the New York building where Digital, uh, oh, Digital Ocean awesome. <laughs> was based. So I worked for um, a fund down there. Mm -hmm. um, and that was actually my first exposure 
okay. to DigitalOcean. So through you know, getting back on my computer, typing in DigitalOcean, understanding what they, what they did and what mm -hmm. they offered, that's kind of how I got involved. Um, but I do definitely appreciate the ease of use. Thank and you. I think for a startup, that is an interesting balance that you have to strike, mm -hmm. is immediacy mm -hmm. and quality. Exactly. Um, and it's constantly something you're trying to get right. Yeah, right. But you do need to move fast as you're developing your product. That's perfect, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your background because I, you know, I, I did some research and it sounds like you, know, you, you come from a finance background yeah. and there's, you're into solving uh -huh. a really interesting problem that probably has nothing to do with finance, right? You know, how, how did that <laughs> transition happen? And uh, you know, what, what was the trigger point? Sure, so I, my background's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, and that's the way I prefer it, to yeah. be quite honest. Yeah. But I grew up in Western Canada. Mm -hmm. I was recruited to play varsity baseball down in the States. Nice. Played baseball down there. Um, and then studied cognitive neuroscience and computer science. Uh -huh. So I've always had one foot in technology. Um, but I am a big finance nerd. Right. I enjoy that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went to work on Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Did about six years there at an investment bank, quantitative mm -hmm. hedge fund. And to be quite honest, you're solving similar problems. Mm -hmm. You're solving problems about data. Uh -huh. You're solving problems about customers. Mm -hmm. What do they want? What do they need? Um, so if you really want to abstract that up, you know, in a lot of a lot of ways, you're doing the same thing, depending on whatever industry you're in. Yeah, that's that's a pretty great way <coughs> to put it, right? You know, uh, the similarity between those. Uh, industries and, and, yeah. and the abstraction layer with the data and the customers, right? There's a yeah. gigantic amount of data out there. You know, what do you do out, out of it and Correct. kind of insights that you derive can be useful across. Yeah. So the process, the method, you know, you, you're right on. Like, you know, it just, I was just curious on like, you know, how that transition happened, but now that you explained it, it yeah. made perfect sense, right? So. And travel has been a hobby of mine there and a passion <laughs> of mine. So it's, it's, you know, in a selfish regard, I thought there were some things that we could solve about this industry and I would love to exactly. apply it, myself to it. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that amazing? Like, you know, I hear, I talk to people, I hear the same thing. Like, everybody has uh, this hidden notion, not just hidden, but an aspiration to go around the world, try and yeah. see different places, right? Connect with different people, right? And I think that industry, the opportunity to solve those problems and actually connect humans to yeah. humans it's mind-boggling, right? You know, you have done great job with, you know, virtual connect with Facebooks and yeah. WhatsApp and whatnot, but that, 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 that whole emotional connect that you get when you meet somebody, you know, it's a stranger. You yeah. go to a different place where you're curious yeah. and trying to learn different things. You know, it's just mind-boggling right in a way. And, and I think some of the problems that you're trying to solve there are very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Well, we would absolutely love if people got out there and went to places that are new and foreign to them. And mm -hmm. I know personally for myself, that's been a powerful experience. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, walking through a grocery store yeah. of a new place. That's something that, you know, can be powerful in a, in a weird way. Um, but you start to learn about the different products, the different mannerisms that people have. and and how similar or dissimilar they are to yourself. Exactly, it helps you rewire your brain, right? Yeah, and your right. whole perspective about life and people that you look is, is very different. So that is super, super powerful. Like you briefly mentioned about baseball, right? You know, yep. you, you, know you grew up as an athlete, right? Yep. You know, that's, that's outstanding, right? Like, tell me more about how that has helped you, you know, yeah. be on the journey <coughs> that you're on right now. 
Yeah, so in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. athletics, I think, are a great tool to teach you. Mm -hmm. um, in particular, I think, in, in disciplines of time management, mm -hmm. um, but also in working with the team. Yeah. You start to understand, you know, how valuable having teammates are, but also how to operate with teammates, mm -hmm. how to bring the best out of teammates, how to bond together over a common goal. Mm -hmm. um, all of these things could be applied to, to not just business, but, you know, general relationships. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. What I'm hearing is, is it, it, it elevates your game, especially around the yeah. leadership side of things, yeah. right? And Definitely. and the respect that you build for one another, right? Helping each other succeed for a much bigger goal. So, yeah, that's that's fantastic, right? You know, I, again, I and that's one of the things that I, I have two boys, and I, I try and encourage them to you know grow yeah. up as an athlete, right? Yeah. Because it, it always helps you do whatever you're gonna do in future yeah. with your core job and whatnot. So it's. It's super exciting to hear that uh, from somebody who's been there, done that, right, <laughs> and, and been successful. So that's great. Are there any advices that you want to share with your fellow co-founders or people trying to take on this journey? Yeah, so I think, and maybe this is this kind of a rite of passage that everyone has to go through, mm -hmm. but there's definitely some things I've learned. Mm -hmm. um, on the pathway, mm -hmm. and uh, probably the biggest one is to just get out there and talk to users mm -hmm. to test immediately. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where having handy technological mm -hmm. tools really can give you edge, but just getting out there, build something quick, get it in front of users, see how they react, tweak, mm -hmm. repeat, yeah. just rinse and repeat. Mm -hmm. um, I, I started, when I started, I had a tendency to build what I like to call an art project. Mm -hmm. Something very complex, mm -hmm. very beautiful that yeah. I could tell my mother about and she would yeah. be very proud, um, but might not serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. So you have to fight that inner temptation to build that art project mm -hmm. and make yourself vulnerable. Yeah. Build something, throw it out there, get a few laughs back, but then take those laughs and, and figure out what the deeper meaning is behind that and where you should adjust your your sites effectively. Yeah, that's 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 an awesome advice, right? You, you hit on a key point, you know, make yourself vulnerable, right? Yeah. I think, you know, when you do that, the best of you comes out, right? Yeah. And, and some of the things it's hard. that you, yeah, it's hard. It's a yeah. really hard thing to do. But when you get that right, right, you know, you're not just exposing yourself, but you're exposing yourself about new things that you could do, yeah. right? And learning more things about yourself as well, right? So that's that's fantastic. You know, you talked about team building, right? You know, how, yeah. how big is a team right now? What, how many people work on this project and what's the goal? Yeah, so the, the team right now is, is 10. Mm -hmm. um, so it's quite big and we have people from all different backgrounds mm -hmm. um, helping out in all different aspects of the product. Uh, you know, we have people from a design background helping us out build the user interface. We have engineers, we have, you know, business backgrounds. Um, so I think the big thing is just getting everyone to work in unity on the product. Mm -hmm go towards the common goal, definitely reiterate what that goal is. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, that's been the, the most enjoyable part is nice. just learning, you know, how does someone operate? Yep. What do they respond to? Um, what are they looking for mm -hmm. out of this project? And then helping them achieve that. That's awesome. So what are some of the approaches that you took for hiring in yeah. the early days, right? Obviously, uh, that has been a probably would have been a, one of the biggest challenges uh, growing company in a way, right? There are some tips. Yeah, so I'm, 
I have an unusual hiring approach. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm quite systematic about okay. it. So I actually, I don't do much screening up front. Mm -hmm. I have a series of about three tests, okay. per se, that I put individuals through. Mm -hmm. And before they complete those tests, I actually don't look at resumes, I don't look at names, I don't look interesting anything about their background. Mm -hmm. um, but I try and standardize that process. Mm -hmm. And then those tests, some of those tests depend on you know the role of the individual, are they an engineer, maybe there's a coding question, mm -hmm. quiz, um, et cetera. But upon completion of those tests, that's where I actually sit down and start to go through someone's background, get on a video chat with them, and uh, discuss what they're looking for. That's fascinating, right? You know, while, while you were explaining this, you know, I, I'm thinking and talking to myself like, you know, isn't that how you're actually solving the problem for your company too, right? You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're taking the, the influence or, or what you can think about an individual up front out of the picture. You're working yeah. with the data first, right? Yeah. Let me understand exactly. the data first, and then I'm gonna set. Exactly. Uh, perception of what that person should do and what not. So I think you know I can see some of those fundamental values that you yeah. that you aspire. Well, it's it's far too easy to make a snap judgment. Yeah, and you do have to. We're all humans. We aren't robots. Yeah. Um, so you do have to to overcompensate for some of those snap judgments that you know, you know, will sneak in. Exactly. Like you know, just can you can you imagine building a business that you're in with the snap yeah. judgment, right? It yeah. probably wouldn't succeed in a way, right? <laughs> So yeah, you know, it's it's amazing to know how how you're bringing some of those learnings and and you as an individual into everything that you do in building the company and solving the problem that we that is in front of you. That's that's outstanding, and it's probably one of the most amazing advice yeah. that that we can give it back to the community, right? You know, know who you are, yeah, right. Bring your exactly. best self and everything that you do, not just building a product or a company building a team together, right? Exactly. And, and know your weaknesses. Exactly. It, it's, a, it's a big part of setting the culture as well, right? So, right. yeah, tell me tell me about some of the challenges that you, I'm pretty sure that you've had few road bumps by building yeah. the product out, Techno technical challenges, people challenge. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the biggest technological challenges I've encountered is user interfaces. Mm -hmm. So, Especially if you're a technical founder and you're in the weeds writing code day in and day out, mm -hmm. you know the product and you know how it operates. Um, you can overlook some of the user experience challenges that you create for your user yes. base. Um, so you might place a big button that says click here yep. on the application and you'll look at the data and you'll look at users using it and no one's clicking the click here button. Yeah. Um, so you do almost have to step out of that uh, engineer mode mm -hmm. and allow yourself to look at the product from an entirely new perspective. Right. And that's, that's often quite challenging. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, there's now tools and tricks to help accomplish that. One of them is just taking a break from writing code, mm -hmm. taking a couple of days off, coming back and you know, analyzing what mess you've created. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so that one's definitely been challenging. So yeah, I, I hear that breaking down the th thought process and, and then coming out of your comfort zone and then restarting, refreshing, yeah. right? And then it's probably one way that you're approaching the problem. What are the other things like, are there, like do you go after doing a user study? Do you watch them over when they're yeah. using the product? Like, can you share some of the learnings with the team? Yeah, correct. Um, so we're definitely big fans of watching users. Mm -hmm. So sitting someone down in front of a computer and mm -hmm. saying go. Yeah. 
not giving them any guidance, not telling them what the product is, just saying go. And you do find out a lot of things very quickly. Um, a lot of things are quite frustrating to you as the, the engineer um, because they might not operate in the way you expect it. Mm -hmm. um, and these, the changes in sequence can often make a big impact on how the product's perceived. Mm -hmm. So if they click on screen C before screen A mm -hmm. and then they go to B, their view of the product might be entirely different right. than if someone followed the quote-unquote sequence mm -hmm. you wanted them to take. That's, that's interesting, right? So you, you, you get capturing all different kind of perspective before going out and, and building an experience that can be generic in a way. So that's, that's fantastic to hear. Tell me, tell me about a moment, right, where, where something that you worked on and that emotionally connected with your user, right? And that's, that's when you felt like, aha, this is why I'm solving this problem, right? Yeah. This made me mentally proud. Yeah, so I, I think the one that kind of jumps to mind is we do have an invite feature where mm -hmm. a user can invite someone else. Um, and we had a user, you know, play around with the app for quite some time, uh, quite a long session. Mm -hmm. And then you see this user invite his significant other or his partner, and then you see them both using the application together. Ah. And I think that was kind of a cool experience. I had no idea what they were doing, but uh -huh. I imagine they might have been, you know, in their living room discussing destinations, going back and forth, and, and building out almost like a joint bucket list. That is so powerful, right? You know, can you, can you imagine now having more people, strangers, working together yeah. to build an experience, right, that is so unique, and then share with the rest yeah. of the community, right? There's this, there's this notion that, you know, somehow I get a feeling that the product that you're building has more than the product in itself, right? There's yeah. a sense of community, right? Once you Definitely. once you get to a point where you have people interacting with each other and, and then building these experiences with somebody been there, done that, with somebody new trying to learn, right? That can yeah. be so amazingly powerful, right? As, especially in the realm of travel inspiration. Yeah. Travel planning itself, so booking a flight, booking a ticket, is a more solitary experience. Yeah. Um, but the act of discovering where you should go yeah. is a very communal experience. If you're traveling with four or five people, everyone would like to have an opinion yeah. on, on, you know, where where we should go to. Exactly. And we would like to capture that. We'd like to piggyback off that, make that experience fun, communal. Great, great. So your platform does support that as of today. Yeah, correct. That is fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I remember, you know, going through some of those hassles planning trips out right, and then reading random forums and you know feedback yeah. from here and there you know you, you never really know what to trust and yeah. you know does it really make sense is it is it exactly does how it we, apply to me exactly right yeah. and what does it mean there's always this fear right that is driven through a lot of unknowns right so yeah. i think the opportunity there is is outstanding right if if you were to put some numbers around this like what what that what what does this market look like for you um well we think the market's quite quite sizable. The mm -hmm. travel industry in general is extremely sizable and growing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that's a trend that's going to reverse. Yeah. I think the more, speaking as an individual, the more you experience new destinations, the more you want to experience yeah. further destinations. It's why it's referred to as the travel bug. Mm -hmm. um, so as more and more people, A, raise their socioeconomic standards, mm -hmm. but also catch this travel bug. We just think this is something that's going to continue to, to grow.
to grow and grow. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Are there any insights that you can share with, with the rest of us around, like where are you seeing, which user group or which age group you're seeing the most interest around being more yeah. creative and, and curious? Yeah, so we, we do think it, it tends to be um, the younger travelers. Mm -hmm. So there is a sense of adventure that's uh -huh. often in us when we're, when we're young and mm -hmm. you know, potentially stupid traveling all around the world. Um, and we think that's something that once, like I said, once you get it, it carries with you for your whole yeah. life. Um, so that is kind of the group that we would love to, to initiate our, our uh, product with. That's great, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me more about what a success would look like for you in a six months from now, a year from now, yeah. probably five years, right? Yeah, so I think the big success is if, when this question pops in your mind, mm -hmm. where should I go next? If the thing you think of is us. All right. Um, and you immediately open this application. Maybe you go through some of the places you've saved down, jog your memory, maybe you find some new ones, but we would love to be the absolute first stop in that travel you know, decision-making process. And that's, that's a great goal to have. Like you, you really wanna create a brand around this, right? So Correct. are there any approaches that you can share with, with, with the community on, you know, what are the steps they can take? You know, because it's a hard problem to yeah. solve. Like, you know, how do, how do you be on everyone's smartphone, right? Yeah. How do you be on a bookmark on everyone's computer, right? Correct. So we do want to make our, our product very shareable. Mm -hmm. So let's say, AJ, you receive a recommendation for a small town, you know, in the south of France. Mm -hmm. You think I might love it. Mm -hmm. We want you to have the ability to just share that across to me as quickly as possible and basically turn this thing into an organic growth machine. Okay. Right? We're sharing ideas with each other. We're sharing our passports where we've been in the past uh, with each other, our little travel maps. Um, all that stuff we think can be transmitted quite easily and in a fun fashion. That's that's interesting. So you mentioned sharing passport. Like, can you can you tell more about that? Because yeah, it makes so, me curious. Like, so you know. when I say passport, I'm referring to the scratch off map that's ah, effectively within our product. Um, so yeah, it does look like a passport in a way. It looks like more like a map. But okay. That's kind of the name we go with. All right, right. So when you've been there, you automatically capture that experience and yeah, it's, check it's, it off. It's in there. It's amazing. It's on your map. That is amazing. Here. So it's essentially your your travel book. Yeah. Like, you know, where you've been and, and all the experiences that you, ca you know, captured or whatnot. Because today, you know, I, every time I travel, I open up Google Sheet, right? Yeah. And then I start writing this day, go here, like a lot of long laundry list of things and it stays with me, right? And then yeah. somebody wants to travel, they'll ping me, hey, Jay, you know, I'm going here. I know you, you've been there before. Can you share your... Yeah. And then I had to think twice, like, you know, do I really want to share the whole thing? Yeah. You know, I, I, it has information like, you know, which hotel I stayed at, you know, yeah. maybe I, um, and I don't have time to, you know, scrub all that out, right? And yeah. So, you know, those are interesting problems, right? Not, now that you talk yeah. about it, like, you know, it just, it just makes sense. Definitely. People need that, right? And, 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 and are you, are you experiencing some of those things? Like, you know, like, you know, how do, how do you share your passport experience with, with yeah. people and your friends without? Personally, I've experienced that many times yeah. where, you know, you might travel to Medellin, Colombia, mm -hmm. a friend hears word that you went there yeah. and then reaches out yeah, yeah. and you put together this elaborate document yeah, of yeah. all the places you went there uh, and you send it over and it, it is fun, but it is burdensome to your yeah, point. It is. Um, and we would, one of the, the next steps for us is to make our experience even more social. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so we can have almost like a friend or a follower interface where we could be friends on the <coughs> way. You could see um, where I've been. And then if you have an upcoming trip, let's say to Medellin, you would see that I had been there. Mm -hmm. You could just reach out and ask me. That is that is fantastic, right? So tell me tell me more about how how would you take the next step to essentially go from few thousand to million, right? What would be yeah. what would be that that aha moment? Right? Organic growth will get us there, but what other things? Some of the things that you're thinking that can actually help you yeah. get to the next level, right? Yeah, I think just getting our name out there. Um, we're in the process of building the yeah. iOS and Android application. Awesome. Yeah. So right now we're web-based. Um, that does increase friction if you're on your phone, you yeah. don't have access to some of the fun swipe right, right. Uh, interface that the, the phone might offer. Uh, so I think that's a big prerequisite for us. Mm -hmm. But then just getting the name out there, um, you know, partnerships, maybe some of these OTAs, some of these larger providers, that may or may not possess some of this data and the user base. Right, right. That's uh, a good one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe tying tying up with some something like you know TripAdvisor or White or whatnot. Yeah. You know, those those are some of the places. There's where a I, lot of areas for yeah, we yeah. Can and that could that could definitely I can definitely see where that where that can go from there, right? So that is super super interesting aspect of what you're trying to build here. So I I did a little bit of research, and I it's you know and it seems like you know you are a part of YC, a weird part of YC, right? Can yeah. you share some experience around that or, or, or to, to the founders who are yeah. planning to participate and how, what is the experience like and the process like and what do you, what do you got the best out of it, right? Yeah, so I, I was a part of the YC startup school. Mm -hmm. um, and I was a group moderator for my group, which, which did give me kind of a fun level of responsibility and access to, to some of the behind the scene things. Um, I thought it was a great experience. Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of ways, it was incredibly humbling for someone who, you know, maybe was a little arrogant coming into this process, thinking mm -hmm. I could build something. But uh, you just learn how, as I said, how important it is to get out and test your product mm -hmm. immediately with users, interact with those users. At the end of the day, they're going to decide whether or not your product's successful. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought YC did it an absolutely phenomenal job at just reiterating the fact that that was so crucial. That's awesome. And how, how has being part of Hatch has helped you out, or the company out to grow where it is right now? Yeah, definitely. So Hatch cemented our relationship with DigitalOcean, mm -hmm. um, which again, as I said, as an early stage company, it's, it's nice to have some things checked off and out of the way. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about it. Um, and the immediacy that that DigitalOcean has allowed me to have with my development uh, life cycle mm -hmm. has just made my life a million times easier. That's that's great to hear, and, and thank you, thank you for being right. part of it, right? So, Appreciate it. yeah, yeah, that is that is that is fantastic. Are there any things that you want to get out of here uh, besides that we talked about? Any no. key points? No, no, I think you're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Not, not much in direct perspective, but uh, yeah. I would love to learn a little bit more about your baseball background. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> what was it like at UPenn, and yeah. and then and then what, what, what are the best times? And you know, yeah. do you do you still play baseball or coach yeah. baseball? 
Yeah, so it was, it was great. It was um, playing baseball at the University of Pennsylvania. It was an amazing experience. Um, met a lot of my best friends mm -hmm. to this day We're through that program. Um, I had an interesting career there because I did get hurt. Um, so my career ended a little shorter mm -hmm. than I probably would have liked. Um, but I actually did come back to the team and help out as kind of an assistant coach. Uh, oh, nice. In my senior year at, at Penn, and actually now I run the uh, mentor program, so we connect alumni with the the current Penn baseball athletes. That's interesting, right? So you're still still connected with your passion, yeah. right? You know, obviously, you know, you're you're building and solving much difficult and a bigger problems, but you're still connected yeah. to your passion. And yeah, and it was a me, large part of my life. Right, and tell me how's how's that helping you out with actually building the company that you're yeah. building? It does it take some of the stress away and how do you relate these to yeah so i i do think one thing that's important and maybe doubly important if you're a solo founder um is to just surround yourself with different communities mm -hmm. um being in the weeds is good and necessary in certain points in time uh, but it can be detrimental mm -hmm. so you do want to talk to people outside your little bubble mm -hmm. your company bubble learn about what's going on with you know, different people, completely unrelated fields. Uh, and I do think for your, you know, for your mental sanity, it's really important, yes. but also for, for your company to, to kind of step away and, and think about, you know, other perspectives. Have you, have you hired anybody from your baseball I background? Not. not yet, right? I have not, <laughs> not yet. We have, uh, I actually have a baseball gentleman who has been helping me out. Okay. Um, you know, kind of in an advisory role mm -hmm. uh, has been really, you know, helpful for me. And maybe down the road, we'll, uh, we'll sync up. That, that's awesome. So, and you, you, you know, are you planning to keep uh, being an athlete or, or some sort of an athleticism in, yeah. as a part of your culture in a company that you're building? Yeah. Are there, are there any plans around how you keep that alive within the company and in your team? Yeah, it's... Um, I'm not much of an athlete anymore, to be honest. I write, <laughs> write a lot of code. Um, but no, I, I love athletics. Mm -hmm. It's something that, you know, if it's a Saturday or a Sunday and you just want to burn off some steam, I think is a great activity. Um, I don't participate in any formal leagues anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I run and, and do stuff like that, but All right. no formal athletics. So, yeah, tell me, tell me. Talk to me about a couple of people that you really look up to, right? And yeah. they, they cannot be baseball stars, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, let me think on that. <coughs> Is it time my cough? I don't know that one. All right, let's let's pick a baseball star. Don't tell me Derek Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Jeter. All right. <laughs> no, but maybe not. Yeah. Who else? Um, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of people I looked up to. I'm just kind of blanking on names right now. Yeah, Jeter's so. definitely an interesting character in in that perspective, especially learning leadership, right? Yeah, and, and there were a lot of good things uh, to learn from his career and how he yeah. held himself and the team around and build the franchise and a brand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. I, one thing I do appreciate about. Derek, Leder, Derek Jeter and, and folks like him is just the the constant, I guess, importance of the team. Mm -hmm. If you listen to a, a post-match uh, conference, yeah. post-game conference, it's never I did this or yeah. I did that. It's 
we did this. Those guys pitched well. You know, those guys played great defense. And I think that's important. And it's, um, it just invokes a lot of confidence mm -hmm. in his leadership that's, style. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree, right? There's lesson to be learned from that. Yeah. If you were to define your company's culture in a one line, yeah. what would that be? Uh, I think it's open. I would like to say it's really open. Mm -hmm. I do, uh, I like asking questions. Um, I like when people talk and you get to know, not necessarily what they did this week at work, but what they did on the weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what other hobbies they're pursuing. Maybe they like knitting, maybe they're parasailing, whatever it may be. I think that's something that often becomes missed yeah. in day-to-day -day banter about work or... Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. you know, being, being open allows an individual to bring their authentic self to yeah. work, right? Where there are no really set rules and, you know, what if I uh, behave this way? Is anybody going to judge me or not? And things along those lines, yeah. right? So. And as a manager, I think that's a crucial ingredient to yeah. understanding how someone ticks. Yeah, yeah. Is understanding what they do for fun, what they care about, you know, a deeper level of understanding than just the day-to-day -day office interaction. That's awesome. Well, cool. thanks a lot for Absolute pleasure. talking to me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank and you I wish much. you good luck. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Yep, thanks.